brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey there, everyone. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about a sponsor, and that sponsor is Care Of. And I know you're sitting there thinking, what is this beautiful black man talking about taking care of? Take care of your body, bitch. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. All of Care Of's products are formulated with a good for you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Care Of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each and every one of their products. Care Of's in-depth 5-minute online quiz asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help you address your specific wellness goals. As the seasons change, it's important to get ahead and take care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin plan and your wellness routine to help support your immune system this fall and winter. Personally, I use care of and the vitamins I take help me maintain my physique and do better and push my body better. And also I have one to sleep better. It's lit. It's alive. It's all the things the kids say that are being cool. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code is it 50. Again, that's takecareof.com and enter isa50 for 50% off and that'll be all in the show notes too so let's get right to the show Hey, I'm Avatar Kiyoshi. Make that ass clap. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I've been I've been rereading all of her books. Man, they're great. I still need to read them. This uh I don't know, I guess this week I'm the ghost of not buying Christmas presents on time ever. Oh say. <laughs> I just bought mines last week. Uh I got a few ship dates that are a little bit past when I need them, so we'll see how it how it plays out. I bought my best pie show board. Because okay. he's also like a huge Avatar nerd. Oh, I remember. I saw a photo of that. That looked so sick. I can't wait for it. But hey, welcome back to Bros of Murder. We don't normally talk about Avatar Last Airbender a lot. It's a shame. I mean, I've. It's, it, no, it's a. We make a separate cast. <laughs> Bruh is an Avatar. It's going to just be deep Avatar dives every day. <laughs> but those, uh, those dulcet tones you're hearing right now aren't your normal dulcet tones of battle because he has a gross ear infection <laughs> you hate to see it you hate to see it i no, i do hate to see it because he kept no, truly me. yeah I yeah he kept, he kept asking me like do, do y'all want to see it i'm like i don't <laughs> no the last <laughs> thing i want to see is an affected <laughs> ear <laughs> so yeah he's he's on bed rest recovering so we have a dearest friend robert stepping in hey to read his sad boy murder case very sad boy. <laughs> you got hit hard. You got <laughs> yeah, I, I I was not ready for what battle prepared. No, second episode coming out strong, Robert. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just start with mine because yeah, yeah, sure thing. Mine ties into like a serial killer case that we did a like forever ago, mm-hmm. and it's like. He admitted to a murder that helped vindicate somebody else who just got fucked over by the system. It's, it's, just a, it's a weird, like... Hey, that's not too bad, though. Yeah, it's not so bad, but it's, it's like... I'll, I'll just get into it. So, a convicted murderer who may be the most prolific serial killer in American history has admitted to killing one of the many murders that was penned on a mentally challenged black man who psychologists say has the mental capacity of an eight-year-old child not the exactly the kind of person you go to immediately no, no. You, would, you would think in, a, in an actual investigation but, yeah you think you'd be able to weed out if he did it or not real easily yeah. so now sam little currently confessed to about 80 killings but there's projected to be around 90 or so because he's been like buffing up his numbers and like playing down some of this stuff. And people have spent the last couple years. Well, he has spent the last couple years helping investigators close cold cases that he's been involved in because he's done so many. <laughs> so his time behind bar has been spent admitting to crimes and helping bring. And the, to give you like a brief, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? Synapse on his like motive apparatus is he would strangle women and sex workers. He did it over 14 different states across the country between 1970 and 2005. So he had a real long lifespan for his shit. Right. Well, and if you're going to hit close to 100 people, like you you have to spread that out. Yeah. You can't just. You know, yeah. Without it was a spree caught. killing it. Yeah. And he targeted mainly women of color and sex workers due to how America really just perceives women of color and sex workers. They don't dig that deep into their murders, as we can see in this case, because they just they didn't dig that deep into it. Was able to take 90 people, disappear Nin- them, and yeah. no one caught him. Over a year. <laughs> yeah. Decades. 
So now, one of Little's recent confessions is to a Florida murder that led to this shocking yet tragically common wrongful conviction of Jerry Frank Townsend, who is a black man with an IQ of 58. So now, Jerry Frank Townsend suffers from mental disabilities with the mental capacity of an 8-year-old child, which was not taken into account when he was convicted of six murders and one rape and sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences. So now, in 1979, Townsend was arrested for raping a young pregnant woman in Florida. During the investigation, he was coerced to confess to other murders that happened in the area, too. Mm-hmm. The confessions were a consequence to just him having the mental capacity of an eight-year-old and wanting to, like, appease authorities, get out the situation, like... Right. I mean, we've heard of that before, of, you know, cops come in the room, they have somebody who will admit to anything, and they just get to close a bunch of cold cases. It happened with Netflix show. Stephen Avery, didn't his, like, his nephew yeah. was, like, cold horse because he was, like... I believe so. It, it happens way too fucking often. <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue. It's not the police work. So they were able to have him confess to six murders and a rape. So now police took Townsend to the murder scenes and recorded his confessions at the murder scenes. In 1998, Townsend was convicted of first-degree murder for the 1973 killings of Naomi, Barbara, and another woman that they didn't name in Downward County, which is like around the area of Miami. Not only did Townsend confess to these two murders, but he also confessed to the murders of a 13-year-old girl back in 1979. And then in 1982, he pled guilty to two more murders that happened <laughs> that he was just stacking bodies that he didn't have yeah. especially with a person with a de- you know diminished mental capacity like that you would think that if you truly thought this person committed these crimes and you were like a member of the family of someone who was murdered that way you would like try to connect the dots somehow like how is he in this area how what's his motive know? why yeah. would he do it how do he get away with it? If he has the mental capacity of an eight-year-old and an IQ right. of 58, how did he... How was he able to get away with six murders without getting caught? Yeah. Man. It took... That's like, just oh, so sloppy. Yeah, it's just sloppy as shit. So... So eventually, Townsend was cleared by DNA evidence. And this is also followed by the Innocence Project. Mm-hmm. They had their own hands in it. And the Innocence Project is amazing. Like, they've been exonerating so many people of color who've been wrongfully convicted of crimes. It's insane. So, he was cleared by DNA evidence following the actions in 1998. When the mother of the 13-year-old girl who was killed reviewed the case and saw that shit was fucked up. Because in 2010, the DNA testing of the semen samples on the child's shorts wasn't his DNA. It was another man's DNA. So her seeing that, going over it, that raised the what the fuck flag in her head, thinking that, hey, I think you got the wrong guy. So now the DNA evidence cleared Townsend for two of the six murders. The evidence pointed toward, towards a man named Eddie Lee Moisley and then casted a bunch of doubt on the accuracy of all the other confessions. It's like That brought it to light to everybody that, hey, maybe... We all goofed on this one. Well, I mean, if you have someone like, you know, 
clearly shouldn't be represented alone. Admit to all of yeah. these murders, and then you find any anything wrong with any of them, that whole thing needs to be retried. And the fact that he didn't have re- representation from the beginning... Yeah. ...really just showed that they they just wanted to close these cases. They wanted someone to pin it on, they found him, they just threw the book at him. So now, without, you know, any actual evidence to linking him to... Because the, there, there was no actual DNA evidence or any other type of evidence they come to those murders, they started getting thrown out. One by one, they started getting closed. Now, the man who did the initial murder, Mosley, I just want to add this in, I looked it up. I was just curious to see if he ever got convicted or was alive. He actually died in prison of COVID-19 back in May. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> COVID That's got somebody poignant. good. poignant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so he wasn't able to get convicted for any of these crimes. He was already in jail died of covid you know rona got somebody good so now um, another murder was still being pinned on him and that was of dorothy gibson who he also was talking to confessing now this goes back to sam little because sam little was has been confessing to all these different crimes and closing cases he recently admitted to killing a woman named dorothy gibson same woman 17 year old girl who was found dead outside of a motel in uh miami now, Little said that he ran into Gibson. She was a runaway child, black girl. No one was really looking for it. No one gave a shit. So he arranged to have sex with her, like offered him money for it. And after they had sex, he said that he refused to pay her. She got upset. And that's when he strangled her and killed her. He claimed to, he claimed to like kill her and he just threw a bush, her body out in the bushes out front and went about his day. Which, again, kind of shows the fact that you weren't digging that deep into her murder. Yeah. She was just thrown in a bush. You couldn't, like, <laughs> you couldn't figure out what the fuck happened. <laughs> Bro, that's so sick. Well, and so the he was originally brought in on rape charges when he made all these confessions, right? The, fir- the first one was a rape charge, yeah. But then he was later exonerated from that rape with DNA evidence, right? It was that rape and then two more others he got knocked off for DNA evidence. Because they just like, they, ne- they never really had anything other than his confessions. They didn't have anything that linked him to these like, crimes. In court, isn't there the like law of like you know fruit of the poisonous tree or whatever it's called? Like if your evidence comes from like an ill-gotten source, it's no good. You know, like Robert, Robert, you, you brought him in on fake charges. Like how Robert, can you charge him for anything? This is 1970 in Florida. Yeah, you're asking no. too much. Yeah. Asking far too much. So, now that's all out in the open. Everyone knows that now. And in April 2001, Townsend was cleared of those killings too. He was cleared of that killing. The two other ones that were still on him. And eventually by 2001, he was cleared of all of his cases that he brought against him. Man. Every single last one. How many years in prison was that? 22. Oh my god. He spent 22 years in prison and got out at the age of 49. His case to date is the most high profile wrongful conviction that Florida has like ever seen ever. They did file a civil lawsuit and oh. he 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 like guess 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 how much he got. I want to say like 22 million dollars. Give me a million dollars for every year. You ain't you ain't getting that lucky. 
$30,000. You got $4.2 million. It's still so not enough. It's, yeah, it's still not, not enough. enough. For 22 years? 22 of them years. Getting out of 49. No. no. I would <laughs> I would be coming for everybody's fucking head. Are you kidding me? And uh, Little also, after this, Little kept confessing to more murders. He recently confessed to the murder of a nurse named Karen, whose body was never discovered, actually. And that's the most recent one he confessed to, and he's still going to keep confessing. And hopefully, his confessions will exonerate some more people that were wrongfully yeah. convicted. Because with 90 bodies under him, I'm pretty sure more than one person got blamed for his crimes. Let's be yeah. honest. Well, and I just hope that the like police work that they're doing on those confessions now, like they're you know going through a few steps of like confirmation, so that you know, is phone a friend say, hey, does this sound sus to you? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me a little bit of detail about the I, case so I can you, know it was you. And uh... <laughs> you think I got this right? <laughs> it's like they were just shooting blindly, honestly, dude. It's the seventies. What do you fucking expect? It's the seventies. But yeah, so that was my case on Jeremy and Sam Little. Weird crossing of roads between like a murderer and a, and someone who's the exact opposite of a murderer. Yeah, a totally innocent. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's terrible. Okay, are you ready? Well, actually, before we do that, we're going to take a small break. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, are you ready? So, just a heads up, this one's pretty heavy, and it's pretty sad. It it was kind of a bummer to read about. But Sorry, I ruined your day. <laughs> uh, so, this was... Uh, Blame battle. Yeah, for real. I'm going to have to, like, send him some words. This was uh, multiple murders that were uh, perpetrated by Zakia Latrice Avery. It's a 28-year-old Zakia Latrice Avery. It involves demonic possession, heavy religious thought, child uh, abandonment, and murder. So the following events took place Checking in Germantown. Oh, yeah, she was just going for it. It was in Germantown, Montgomery County, Maryland. So the events, again, very grim. If you've got children, might be one to skip over. Gold star. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> So, again, it was one of those cases where all of her family and neighbors were like, oh, she was a very caring woman. I don't I don't know what happened. Like, uh, I, I could never imagine she would hurt her own children. So that that is also one of the things that leads us to believe that there may have been, like, a mental break involved with this, some sort of psychotic episode. So Avery didn't work alone. She was working in conjunction with her her roommate, Manifa Sanford, who was an accomplice to her murders. So admittedly, Avery said that she was the head of a cult that uh, assassinates demons. Ah. Uh, so Wait, isn't there like a she believed like Demon Hunter Society? What am I thinking? Yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I heard about this before. So January 17th, 2014, Avery and Sanford decided to uh, commit the unthinkable. Uh, both women believed that they could physically see their children's eyes or uh, Avery's children's eyes uh, turn black and that they had a black cloud hovering over them, which indicated to them that they were possessed and that they and had to put on the armor of God and exercise the spirits from their one-year-old 
child. Jesus Christ. Which, uh, I, you know, I'm not an expert in exorcism or anything, but Demonology. I, I, I don't imagine demons are looking for infants, you know? Yeah, cause, yeah okay, yeah. Cause I, I was thinking that too. I was like, when it comes to, you want to get someone who can do some shit, you know? At least, like, walk around. At least, yeah. At least, like, in The Omen, the kid was, like, had some rich parents. <laughs> so, uh, again, they, they noticed that the... There was, you know, this cloud and their eyes had turned black. They believed that the youngest child, which again, who was one years old, had a demon jump inside of them. So naturally being demon hunting, demon hunters or demon assassins, they decided that uh, they were going to have to choke the devil out of them. She told her roommate to grab a Bible and again, put on the armor of God. And according to the New York Daily News, the child was strangled as Avery tried to snap their neck. This was unsuccessful, so they had to switch to using knives. Jesus Christ. They ended up uh, stabbing the youngest child to death. Um, and they all of this was done while they were speaking in tongues, attempting to carry out the exorcism. The children, uh, the child's cause of death was a five-inch deep stab wound, which pierced their lung, diaphragm, liver, and stomach. And so according to the two murderers, they saw the demon cloud leave that first child and then begin to hover over another one of Avery's four children. Uh, the other child was two years old, and was murdered in the exact same fashion. The the woman saw that this child began to like kind of grunt and growl as they were exercising the child, um, which murdered. just further you know further led into their dementia about this. But you know, again, child was being stabbed. You would expect yeah. it to make some sort make of some un- a noise. Yeah. So they stabbed the two year old thirteen times and with such force that he had exit wounds in in the back, which. Shit is a really heavy thing to think about. So according to WJLA, uh, the other siblings, because there was four in total, ages four and eight, uh, began screaming, and one of them would put up a fight, uh, which eventually led to them being punched in the face and stabbed in the chest as well. The other was choked unconscious and stabbed in the chest. So all four of the children were stabbed, only two regrettably passed, and the other two were taken into intensive care uh, once authorities got involved. So Sanford, which was the roommate of Avery, was eventually attacked herself as she was uh, kind of cleaning the knives. Well, look uh, at that. Turned on each other. Yeah, like, like, oh, shit, but now you a demon too. Yep. <laughs> you how that plays out? <laughs> you, you can't trust the person who starts to see demons because be, eventually they're going to see it in you. Yeah, it'd it be your own people sometimes, honestly. <laughs> oh, no. So how, the cops were eventually called um, they were called twice. So the day before, one of the neighbors noticed that one of Avery's children was left in their car. Uh, and the neighbor called up and was like, hey, can you like come check on this you know, baby that's sitting in a car unattended? So the cops came through, and at that point, someone inside had moved the child in, and there was no baby in the car. So the cops knocked on the door, no one answered the door, and they said, okay, resolved itself, we're out of here. They left, and then, so fast forward to the next morning, one of their neighbors was taking their child to school, and they saw there was a, a car door that was open, and on the floor, uh, or on the ground in front of the car, there appeared to be a bloody knife. And they said, ah, I think I remember hearing some, like, commotion last night. I, I thought it was just, like, kids roughhousing or something, uh, but, you know, that looks like a bloody knife to me calls the cops uh that time you know the cops had like some actionable information they came on the crime scene so avery attempted to flee but was 
you know, caught almost immediately. Same day they were arrested. Both of them were arrested. The two children were brought to the ICU. The, their father of the four children was estranged at the time living in Los Angeles, uh, and he was brought in to take care of the surviving two children. So both children were pronounced dead at the scene that did pass away. The anonymous siblings were then taken to the hospital, yep. Avery uh, pleaded guilty to two counts of first-degree murder and two accounts of attempted first-degree murder uh, and was sentenced to four life sentences, consecutive life sentences. Um, Yeah, so Sanford, the accomplice, pled guilty to two accounts of first-degree murder, two accounts of uh, first-attempted-degree first attempted first degree murder under a plea agreement uh, she was not found criminally responsible and was openly uh, ultimately put in a psychiatric hospital for an undetermined amount of time now see here's my uh, it's like it's so were they both just in like psychosis i guess like they both so i mean sometimes there are you know cases of you know people's like mania feeding into each other and you know you have two you know mentally unwell people living together i could see them you know hyping each other up getting paranoid um apparently they both went to the same church a local church in the area and they were like very religious people maybe we should Uh, investigate that church too yeah maybe they're planting seeds about yeah they got demon hunters running around and shit like what the fuck you guys telling them (laughs) So that is the horribly sad double murder um, that was committed by uh, Zakia Latrice Avery and uh, Manifa Sanford. Tragic story, kids taken way too soon. One and two. Yeah, that's some dark shit. And like, what, what scares me the most is, okay, remember when you were a kid and like you saw your parents fight? Yeah. Like, how'd you feel? Now imagine being a kid, hearing your brother and sister get attacked by your mom. Right. Well, those those kids were f- that survived were four and eight. Yeah. You know they are. You, you know, even know what's going. I on. can remember stuff from when I was eight years old. That is going to be a lifetime of you know coping and like. I, I just hope that they're getting like some sort of like counseling or psychiatric care. You could only hope. Yeah. It's like goddamn, that'll mess you up. Both stabbed in the chest and survived, which, you know, I'm glad two of them survived. I'm glad somebody survived coming out of this, other than, you know, Manifa and Zakia. Fucking demon slayers. Like, that's just, that's just... Demon hunters. I would hope that, like, anyone in my family, if they thought I was possessed by a demon... They would just be like, okay, you get a pass. You know, or your family. Ask, ask me, hey, like, you good, bro? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of got some, like, black eyes and a cloud around your head. Like, you would play with a Ouija board again? What's going on? Are you good or just depressed? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, and, like, this is the kind of thing you, you would hear about if, like, maybe the kid got into listening to, like, Marilyn Manson or, like, some sort of demonic behavior. But yeah. with infants, there's not much that they can do that would indicate, you know, you exorcism. Sit there. You just sit there and eat your food and breathe. Yeah. And don't pay and don't pay taxes. I uh, yeah, I know you babies. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate innocence. Ultimate innocence. Speaking yeah. of baby, Battle is having a baby. baby yeah. Lila. Congrats to him. Uh but no, thanks for coming on again. This is a great episode. Yeah, of course. And some news for the show. First off, you will be hearing Robert and also Kelly's voice more often. We have them doing like some light voiceover work for some projects we have coming up. And also, 
we're doing like this big old not big but <laughs> like this thing on instagram where we just do like a list of like top five spooky things that we come up with so that'll be fun <laughs> to hear y'all interact with and uh yeah you know you know the role check the links below for the merch the other important links that we have go give us a rating and a review and this next song coming up listen to that shit because it's actually from a band that was the first band we ever had on the show they're coming out with a new album i did a whole interview with them so that'll be a little bonus episode for you and it's gonna show off some love tower shower some cool zoomers from california (laughs) (laughs) i mean that sounds like a band on its own (laughs) zoomers from california California? bro let's start it I mean, yeah, that sounds like some, like, California Uberalis, like, punk. <laughs> Zoomers, California. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, yeah, I hope everyone has happy, safe holidays. Uh, my birthday's coming up. Happy birthday to me. Sag season. We out here. Mm-hmm. Flash of titties. Bye. It was Halloween in Manhattan It was Halloween in Manhattan Vomit line, 3rd Avenue I found five dollars on the floor With a new keychain For my one and only key And I saw a guy try to kill himself in the street It was Halloween in Manhattan It was 2 a.m. in New York All the boys and girls were drunk Waiting for sunny cheeks And their everlasting hunger Vomit line, 3rd Avenue I found my daughters on the floor With a new keychain From a one and only key And I saw a guy try to kill himself in the street It was Halloween in Manhattan It was 12 a.m. on my birthday Everybody singing Happy Birthday Oh, guys, you're wondering why my eyes are so fucking red so red, so red, so red. Don't worry, it's just my eyes. No sensitive to all this love. It's just my